Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Shows outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great stimulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Dr. Cynthia Collins, her friends, her family, her patients. And we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends, family, and loyal listeners worldwide. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever.
Today's show is an extremely interesting show, not that every other show isn't as well, but I love the idea of new beginnings, and it just so happens that we are in the middle of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that is the Jewish New Year. So Rosh Hashanah starts the Jewish New Year, and it ends 10 days later, culminating in Yom Kippur, the holiest day of the year, the Jewish New Year. Uh, but I had the idea and talked to Cindy since it's the Jewish New Year, which is all about new beginnings, reflection, forgiveness, all those kind of things that make your life better. Why not do a show for everyone about new beginnings? So Cindy, Dr. Cindy took me up on it, and here we are, new beginnings. So it's at a very holy and solemn time for the Jewish people, and we want to make it equally significant for you. Dr. Collins says each day provides a new beginning with new opportunities, fresh starts, discoveries, and new solutions. To this end, it is explored as she provides the inspiration and motivation for you to look forward to each new day with faith, fortitude, and renewed resilience. Meister Eckhart said, be willing to be a beginner every single morning. Richie Norton said, every sunset is an opportunity to reset. Catherine Pulsifer said, starting over can be challenging, but also it can be a great opportunity to do things differently. So here we are, folks, a new year for the Jewish people, a new day for each and every one of us. You don't have to be Jewish. Welcome to the show, Dr. Collins. Thank you so much, Joyce. I love your quotes. Thank you for sharing those kind of like to get a copy of a few of those myself as well. And I was so happy when you did bring up the topic about maybe covering new beginnings because it's a favorite theme of mine as well. And um, and I know it's the Jewish holiday now, so a lot of people are especially focused on this. But in my world, I deal a lot with cancer patients, and they're starting to renew themselves as they're coming out of treatment. So have, looking at new beginnings for them becomes another theme that's very important and what I was really happy about is I found some really interesting science behind the fact that in a parallel way our own body our own brain is already allowing us to have a new beginning every day basically every day when we wake up so I'm going to share some of that today as well and also talk even more about bringing it up to the level of how do we uh, in our lives have a new beginning not only just in the science or the waking way but how we also apply this to our relationships and to our decisions and our look to the future. So this is a great talk. I wonder if we could even fit all the great things here in an hour. (laughs) It might end up being two. Well, if it ends up being two, we can always do a part two. Okay. That's how we handle it. The the (laughs) show will go roughly, give or take, an hour, and uh, I'm very excited about it because – 
uh, folks, you must have heard this one. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So here, as we talk about renewal and growth and change, it's an opportunity for you all to get out of any insanity mode and start anew and think outside the box. And when we have Dr. Collins, there is no box. She just breaks it wide open. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank you. I love to do it. Absolutely. I love to bust myths, too. All right, so let me start with a little bit about the brain. Um, some of this is a refresher course for some of you. You already know a lot about the brain, and some of it is kind of new information that's being assembled. And I'm going to direct you, in fact, to a current special edition of Time magazine called The Science of Creativity. I just happened to see this, um, I don't know, a few months ago probably in the checkout line at Publix. And, you know, Time magazine often puts out these special editions in case anyone's interested, on a variety of topics. And I have found them to be extremely informative. They um, will interview scientists, researchers, or anybody who's involved in the field that they're talking about. So some of my info today is taken from there. But basically, your waking brain, which refers to your brain when you are in an awake state, which is a state of consciousness, as everyone who's listening is, um, is very orderly. Our brain is very orderly and structured. We're able to make sense of exactly how it functions. And that's why when you're speaking, for example, and everybody in my Healthy Brain Workshop will understand this concept, when you're speaking, you can pretty much hope and then rely on your thoughts to come into normal orderly, structured sentences because we have order in the brain. If it's not happening, then something is going on wrong in the brain, like maybe if you're on a medication or you're just coming out of surgery, something like that. But you know your sleeping brain is not that orderly. So this is what I find so fascinating. When you're sleeping, really the thoughts there that you're having, which are in a totally different state of consciousness, are fragmented. And, in fact, they have something called binding errors. That means that little bits and pieces of information that you were taking in all day from your sight, right, from your vision, as well as from what you heard, even the information in your brain from feeling something. So from all five senses, the brain was taking in information. You might have these binding errors when the bits of information get reassembled incorrectly, And that's why your brain actually can get very creative at night. You can have very creative dreams. And you might even consider options that you don't consider during the day. So that's why the phrase we say to each other once in a while, well, you know what, maybe you should just sleep on it. Or maybe I'm going to sleep on that and see how I feel about that tomorrow. There's actually something going on when you're sleeping on it. Your brain is actually taking the fragments of information, and because they don't get bound up quite as structured as when you're awake, you actually think of different ideas, reassemble things a little differently. Maybe that's why you have your solution in the morning. So let me tell you about a couple of really cool studies. One was done in 2004. It was done in Germany. And this is where they gave people math problems where if you're pretty good at math, you would see that there's a shortcut to the answer. So about 25% or a quarter of the people who were doing this study, they figured it out right away in their waking hours. They could see, you know, where the shortcut was. However, if they gave a group of people eight hours of sleep, 
and then asked them to do the problems, 60% were able to see the shortcut. So having slept on it actually increased the number of people who were able to see the shortcut in the math. So that's a very cool study. Another one, 2009, was done at UCLA and also UC, which means University of California, San Diego. And this was a study of word puzzles. So in my Healthy Brain Workshop here, we do a lot of word puzzles. They're a lot of fun, and they can be quite taxing if they're difficult. So word puzzles are were solved in this study before and then again after a 40-minute nap. If a person during the 40-minute nap got REM sleep, which I'm going to explain in just a minute, if they got the REM sleep, not just a regular little rest or a cat nap, they improved their ability to do the word puzzle by 40%. The other individuals, actually, their scores went down. So I just think it's so interesting that we're seeing the brain is still active, the brain is still doing things, while you're sleeping. In fact, it's enhancing your function. Howard Nussbaum, who is at the University of Chicago, he's a neuroscientist, he said that sleep itself is allowing you to have a new and a better solution to a problem emerge. So, in other words, you're going to continue to look at just your familiar solutions when you're awake, but if you sleep on something, you actually will allow these new and even better from, uh, solutions come to mind. So I think that's really fascinating. And they're not just saying it as an idea. You know, we have a lot of old quotes even where it was a great idea. But now we have the science to back it up, to actually back up new beginnings. So I, I just want to say as regard to REM sleep, R-E-M, it's mm -hmm. rapid eye movement. What's interesting right. about it, it's associated with quick darting eye movements. The paralysis of major voluntary muscles increased in a regular heart rate and breathing and a high level of brain activity comparable to brain activity when awake. That's something that I find fascinating, that that REM sleep, it's like you're awake and, and processing the information. Amazing, right? So for those who aren't familiar with REM, as you said, rapid eye movement. Really, when you're sleeping, you're going through two cycles of sleep. One cycle is called REM, rapid eye movement, and the other one is simply called non-REM. And as you're saying, you know, your brain is still very active. About 90 minutes after you are sleeping, you know, you start out in non-REM, about 90 minutes later, for most people, you'll move into REM sleep. And your heart rate, your respirations, your brain activity, everything begins to increase. But as you referred to, your muscles are paralyzed. So the majority of your REM is in your first four hours of sleep, and that's when you're dreaming. So you're dreaming while your muscles are actually paralyzed. So um, dreams are basically just thinking, but it's much more visual and much more intuitive. So it's so fascinating, like you said, that your brain is still doing active stuff while you're sleeping, but it's even more visual and more intuitive. And I find that to be amazing and also very helpful. See, this is why you can say that 
sleep actually does allow you to have a new beginning, that every day is giving you a new beginning. You know, your brain, even though we're saying people shouldn't do quite as multitasking as we used to, you know, maybe it's not such a great idea, your brain does it anyway. Your brain runs on multiple programs at once. Um, so it really needs downtime. But during its downtime, it's very, very productive. And that's why some people will wake up and have sort of like a, an aha, aha moment when they wake up. Almost like if you can't remember something right now, Joyce, and then all of a sudden four hours later you say to me, oh, yeah, this is what I was thinking of, you know, that where you have an emergence. It just suddenly you have an insight to something. Your brain is able to do that much better when you're sleeping. So, Because when you're in your conscious awareness, you're just focusing on one thing at a time. That's what your brain can do. It can focus, focus, focus. But underneath your conscious awareness, you're still processing a problem. That's why it pops back up. So, um, you know, we all have a thing called a free pr- a prefrontal cortex. That's like the break on your brain. This is the thing that keeps you from saying things that are inappropriate or not politically correct, if you do. <laughs> So this is the part of your brain that says to you while you're awake, oh, better not say that. Oh, I don't think I'll tell this point. You know, this so you don't do these inappropriate or out-of-the-box things. But when you're sleeping, the break is off. When you're sleeping, your, free, your prefrontal cortex is not active. And so instead, your imagination can take off. And you can think of things that are more out of the box because the prefrontal is going to be a lot less active. But your visual center in your occipital lobe, which is in the back of your head, your sight-associated center of the brain is actually more active. So if you have creative dreams, that's what's going on. Your prefrontal cortex is not putting on the brake. And the other part of your brain, which is so visual and so imaginative, is definitely doing really well. This is how this um, Frankenstein came about. You know, Mary Shelley, I mean, that's an old story. Everybody probably knows it. Mary Shelley wrote a dream, wrote out the dream she had had um, about a man being assembled from all the bits and pieces from the grave. And that's how she wrote Frankenstein. But that was all coming out of her dream that she had. So do you have really I have a question dreams? for you. Yeah, I have a question for you. I do dream often enough. However, 99.99%, the second I wake up, I don't remember anything, nothing. It it really does upset me. It might be something I'm really into, want to reflect on it. Once my eyes are open, it's gone. Anything you want to say about that? Absolutely. For one thing, Uh, I'm surprised to hear that because typically more creative thinkers, which I really believe you are, people who are more creative thinking during the day are more likely to remember their dreams. But there is a way, and also they do have more creative dreams. That might be why they do. But if you don't, there are two hints that are given on how to remember your dreams um, that that have some science behind them. One of them is have something right away, to write on, like keep a journal at the bedside, because even though I know you're saying you forget them, it seems to help people prompt the brain to hold on to that dream because you've already made a plan that you are going to write something down as soon as you wake up. So please, everybody who wants to remember their dreams, put a journal bedside and a pen. Be ready to write it right away. The other thing is one way to get yourself to remember your dreams is to contemplate before going to bed something that you would like to either resolve 
or something you a problem you'd like to you know have a solution for actually right before bed so you're already in bed you're just about to go to sleep contemplate something that you'd like to resolve or solve or get more insight on and that is giving yourself a message you know to utilize your creative thinking for exactly that purpose and you might be more likely to remember your dreams definitely no caffeine or alcohol because that hurts the REM cycle so um, that's important to know. You know, if, uh, try a day when you haven't had caffeine, and really four hours before bedtime is the usual rule. But some people are very sensitive to caffeine, so I'd say all day, no caffeine and no alcohol, and you'll have better REM sleep, and then you'll be able to remember your dreams more likely. All right, I want to say I love the suggestion of contemplating right before sleeping, already in bed, uh, ready to drift off something you want to resolve or solve i will do that i like that what you said about having a journal a pad a pen there i've always had that and it's funny whenever i discuss it people say have it right and i do i have it right there always had and it wasn't even about remembering the dream it's just that my mind sometimes just comes up with something i hear something on the radio on tv and i go wow that's a great idea that's a great joke that's a great topic so i always have adequate pens and paper that never work for me regarding dreams but I do like the idea of contemplating before bed and I will let you know how that works out okay I'd love to hear back on that from you and as well as anyone who's listening too and I think um, it might be a good idea on your pad write down what it is you're contemplating so you'll remember <laughs> you know because oh, that's all... a good idea <laughs> so I remember what it is I wanted to remember Right. Uh, I want to just also, since you're talking about sleeping, this is something I do believe in, and that's taking a nap during the day. Now, obviously, you're in a work environment. You can't just take a nap. Uh, but if you're in a place where you can, it's known that they do not necessarily make up for inadequate or poor quality nighttime sleep, but I do believe that a short nap, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, can help you to improve your mood, alertness, energy, feeling good, all of that. So I do believe in naps, if at all possible. Okay. What's your take on that? Absolutely, especially if you have what we're calling a power nap. A nap is such a great break. You know, sometimes you just need it physically-wise, right? But I think for mood especially. And, um, you know, uh, I've heard the idea of sleep getting kind of a bad connotation during the day from certain individuals saying, well, it's just an escape. There's nothing wrong with a little escape, you know, from reality and coming right back to it. I think a nap is such a refresher. It's a great idea. I think it's a good idea. Dr. Collins, what is a power nap? I've never heard of a power nap versus just oh. I'm exhausted nap. Okay, so power nap, I think that term came around, I don't know, I started seeing it maybe in the 90s, I guess, the idea that some people are so refreshed by a nap that they believe after their nap, if they do just the right amount of time, they can think better, they can, um, you know, get back to work on some project or something that maybe they were getting sluggish about. And I even read that there are certain Central American countries where it's mandated to have a power nap in certain businesses that they say you have you have to give your employees time for a power nap so they can refresh themselves and come back more energetic yeah i agree with you about refreshing renewal all of that i just never heard it quite that way as a okay. power nap 
Uh, think of it when you're really, really tired instead of pressing forward. If you're in a position to take that nap, it, it, it does work wonders. You get up and you're wide awake where before that nap you were really tired, exhausted. So I just never heard it as a power nap. So before we go in, I have a little more science, but I want to do something else before we do that. And that is talk again about this concept of new beginnings because we're looking at the physiology of it and we're looking at the fact that already our our body is designed so that we will have a new beginning every day. But um, it, lately, especially in my support groups with cancer patients, the idea of the uncertainty and just even in just our climate right now, political, weather-wise, everything, it seems like everyone's waiting for, and I'm hearing this phrase all the time, the next shoe to drop. So I've been saying to people, why are you living under the shoe? <laughs> you know, like we're living life uh, under the shoe, just waiting for this next shoe to drop. And I think if we could refocus ourselves on having new beginnings, refreshing and having a new day, and even during the day just stop and starting over, like, let, let me just start this conversation over even, or let me go out the door, come back in, let's start this meeting again. And each day should be a time to recontemplate what we're doing, how we're doing it. We have that opportunity right at our fingertips every moment to not live under the shoe, to not, why would we allow the pattern of some bad things happening in our life, whether it's illness or just financial problems or maybe even arguments or something like that, why would we let that pattern now dictate that we're just waiting for it to occur again and again and again? You know, we have the choice, right, Joyce, to just say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reframe this, I'm going to do this differently tomorrow. Like you said at the beginning, it's insanity to keep trying the same thing. And our earlier science showed us that when people sleep, they don't ha- they don't then go back to the old familiar solution that the brain itself is already doing physiology that brings up new solutions kind of out of the box thinking does that make sense what i'm saying dr collins everything you say always makes sense <laughs> that's why i'm delighted to have you on our show i invite you back as a regular on the show you always make sense what makes even more sense if people actually listen and go into action and do something uh, about what you say, heed the advice. So, yes, it makes sense. The question I have for people, uh, when will you heed the advice? What does it take? I know that people take extensive notes, and they put the notes in a drawer. They have the most intelligent drawer in the house. But are they doing a No. Oftentimes, as a life coach, I hear, I will listen. I will take heed of that advice someday. So I wrote this for those of you who believe that there is a someday. Someday, an original poem by yours truly, Joyce Barry. I went to my calendar and took a look. I discovered that someday was not in the book. I looked carefully, for someday I did seek, but only Monday through Sunday appeared on each week. I got really confused. 
this was not funny. I always said someday I'd make very good money. I always said someday I'd get everything done. I always said someday I'd be number one. I always said someday this and someday that. Someday is starting to sound like very old hat. I became very sure that something was wrong. No, someday on my calendar all along, I thought everything I wanted would come to be. It would happen someday. I kept telling me it was someday. I kept telling you that all our dreams were sure to come true. How shocking to discover that all along, Someday was not in the calendar. How could I be so wrong? How could I not know that why I was stuck was that someday would never, ever show up? There wasn't a calendar anywhere, none to be found, that had someday in it. It would never come around. I always knew that if something is going to be, I am totally responsible. It's all up to me. I thought of my goals and made a new list. How exciting to realize that someday did not exist. Now I really know without any doubt that Monday through Sunday is in and someday is out. So I ask you women, I ask you men, I ask myself, if not right now, when? I just want to share one more thing about the holiday, because this is a quote from President Barack Obama. Uh, these 10 days between the Rosh Hashanah and the Yom Kippur, it's called the Book of Life, the 10 Days of War. The Book of Life is where it's inscribed who will live and who will die in the next year and how it will all unfold. And, and uh, President Obama said... Jewish tradition teaches us that the book of life is open. As millions of Jews ask God to inscribe their names in that book, we recognize how much lies beyond our control. Yet during these days of awe, we recognize our tremendous power to make a difference in our lives and in our world. And I share that now, uh, Dr. Collins, because a lot of people think that change is out of their hand. Their own healings is out of their hand and whatever support you get via friends doctors uh support groups etc you still have to always take responsibility and know that you have the power okay dr collins yes i think we have do we have anyone in the queue there because i've just got a text from someone Yes, I have a few people in the queue, but they didn't press one, which means they want to talk. So, yes, okay. they are in the queue. When they press one, it tells me I have something to say, but you want uh, to know. So, 954-294, what is your name and where are you calling from? And would you like to share something or ask Dr. Collins a question? 954-294, would you like to share something or ask a question? 
That's why I generally okay, don't Okay, no, call. that's okay. Maybe they're just listening. Well, let me just go on, but if anybody does okay, want to talk, Okay, wait, wait, hold on. Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, as I said, I, you, you know, if they text you, they probably wanted to speak, so let me just go to this one. 954-802, would you like to share something? If so, what is your name and where are you calling from? <laughs> okay. Okay. That's so right. you said you got a text. So, so oh. obviously, I wanted to give them the opportunity. I just heard a voice. Maybe. You heard a voice mm-hmm. after I turned the mic off. One moment. Nine five four two nine four. Is that? Speak up, please. Okay. Yeah, that's not happening. Okay. You All heard right, a well, voice there talking to themselves in the room. Okay. Not... Okay, so right. I did give it a shot. Go ahead, please. All right, thank you. Okay, so a little more science behind the dreaming and it being a fresh beginning. And then I have some apps to share, of course, again today. But um, I did want to say that um, it's very interesting to know some of the why um, as far as our REM or REM sleep, um, as far as just forming new ideas. There specifically is a hormone cortisol that's increased during REM sleep. That's behind you having new ideas and imaginative ideas because what it does is it has your brain fixing all those little fragments we talked about and you begin to write a narrative. So when you're when you're making a dream, if you wake up and you realize that, gee, you're putting together things from different times and different places and some of it you were not even sure you knew or maybe you saw it on TV, that's because your brain is taking all those different fragments and beginning to write a brand new narrative. And then our dopamine in the brain also increases with REM sleep. That reinforces your dreams. It's giving you a positive, content feeling about a dream, and that allows you to have even more flow of ideas. So that's why, you know, you're able to do so much more of the restorative thinking while you're dreaming. And that's also why they are probably more visual and also more intuitive. So, you know, there have been other discoveries and things attributed to sleep, like um, even Jack Nicklaus, the famous golfer, he attributed the um, the time when he was able to fix his golf swing to something that he had seen in a dream. So um, you will have so many people really trust their dreams, believe in their dreams to guide them and to lead them into maybe even new things that they're even predictive of the future. And um, there's a very famous scientist that I remember learning when I was in school, Kikuli. He's a German scientist, and he saw a dream where snakes were biting their own tails And from that, he was the first to discover the ring structure that we know of chemistry. You know, you can't see a chemical ring structure. You just know it by testing it. There's so much in chemistry that's not visible to the eye. But the visible thing he got during his dream was seeing these snakes uh, biting their tails, and that put them in a circle, right? So then he realized this structure he was working on in the lab that he just couldn't figure out what it was, was actually in the form of a ring. Some things in nature are in the form of a ring. Rather than a straight line, they actually form a ring. So the benzene ring, um, he's been, um, it's attributed to him that we know all about the benzene ring because of his dream. So really, I think our, our dreams are so powerful, we should pay much more attention to what our dreams are telling us. 
So, I agree, but I, I want to add something to what you said. You you know brought out of that great point. If you uh, can really listen to your dreams, I want to say that while you're in a, an awakened state, that visualization, creative visualization, where he saw the Nicholas saw the swing in the dream. Supposing you're going out to play golf and you're wide awake, you might take a moment and meditate 10 minutes, 15 minutes, picture yourself on that golf course, picture yourself hitting the ball. Sometimes you create it uh, and manifest it as a duplication of what you visualize. So it's great in the dream. It's equally great while you're awake. That is such a great point because, you know, sleep is just an altered state of consciousness. Then hypnosis is another altered state of consciousness. When you're meditating, that's yet another different altered state of consciousness. But there's no, it's all of it's our own brain, so there's no reason why we couldn't bring in. In fact, some performers as well as athletes and a number of people have reported um, if they were able to visualize themselves doing something the way they want to do it, then they were able to achieve it. In fact, even when I'm talking to students about going on their first job interview, I tell them to envision the entire thing, how they want it to go as much as possible. So I believe in that so strongly, Joyce. I think that's such a great point. If we And we really need to take the time to stop and let our creative mind, you know, maybe even visualize things that we haven't thought of in our more aware, awake mind. I think that's really important too. But for anything we want to do, we should even visualizing ourselves well. Many of the visualizations that I create for patients, and what I do is I try to tailor the meditation and the visualization to their exact problem. I use words, always positive affirming words. Never use negative words in your meditation. But I use words that specifically help them to envision themselves healthy, well, restored, energetic, all the things they're looking for. I'm going to help you envision yourself exercising, Joyce. I think that's the way we can break through there. I want to say a couple of things about what you just shared. And one is uh, about visualization for the people going uh, for a job interview. As a life coach, I want to add to that. Of course, I believe in that, but also you might want to get a mentor. You might want to get a coach. So you might visualize it, what you perceive to be the right way to go about it, but a mentor or a coach is one you could check it out with and see if you're actually on the right track. So I, I want to put that point in for you as well. Uh, and repetition, repetition, repetition to you really can own it. But again, I can't stress enough about the importance of mentorship. And I did a show actually on that not too long ago on mentorship. Uh, you can go to JoyceBarryAndFriends.com and on the upper right in the search bar, you can put Dr. Cindy Collins and all her shows will come up. That's one way to do it by the person. Or you can put in mentorship uh, by the topic and those shows will come up. So those are very, very good points. The mentorship show we did on August 1. Uh, so you might want to uh, check that out as well. I really do believe in coaching and having mentors. Uh, I can't stress it enough. 
And, you know, you might say my friend is my coach, my wife is my coach. But keep in mind there is a difference between a friend and a professional. Uh, So just while we're on that note, I'll give myself a a plug as a life coach. If you're interested in that, just send an email to coachjoyce at AOL.com. In the subject line, put down uh, New Beginning, so I'll know the show that inspired you to write to me, and I'll be happy to talk to you at no charge about coaching, is it right for you, and if you're interested, no obligation, no charges, no pressure, but if you want to have that chat with me about having a coach, just put New Beginnings in the subject line, your name, phone number, best time to reach you in the topic of the uh, subject, uh, well, in the base of the email, I meant to say, and I'll be happy to give you that call and talk about it. Cindy, uh, one second, I'll go to the board. There is a number one wanting to be in the host queue. That's uh, 954802 is now in the host queue. Did you want to share what is your name and where are you calling from? All right, then now they're in the host queue and it's still not working. Okay. I thought they made the correction of the noises in the background. Obviously not, which is fine. You don't have to talk. I just wanted to give people the opportunity. Uh, So go ahead, Cindy, please proceed. Okay. Um, I wanted to go over one other piece. I imagine some people are listening and thinking, well, I I just have trouble sleeping. How am I ever going to have good dreaming? So I just want to quickly go over some tips from the National Sleep Foundation because you really do. um, When I shared some of this information with uh, one of the doctors I worked with the other day, she said, oh, I just need more sleep. (laughs) You know, so this really motivates you to realize, wow, I need to keep my brain in very good health. I need to be aware of my creative mind during the day, as you were saying, but also I would love to enhance my sleeping world so that my brain can restore itself, I can have a true new beginning, and maybe even gain insight from my dreams. So here are 11 tips from the National Sleep Foundation. You probably heard most of them. One is keep a sleep time routine, even on the weekends. That's sometimes a question, but you really should do it. Keep a routine. Number two, also have a routine of relaxing, of knowing, um, of you know, getting a consistent routine of how you prepare for bed, get into bed, do something consistently that's relaxing before sleeping, and avoid naps close to the bedtime, of course. Exercise. Exercise is really important. You've got to get the muscle tension out. You need to get your circulation going. Everything about that mentally and physically gets your body ready for sleep. And make sure your room is cool. Now, the new temperature being put out by the National Sleep Foundation surprised me a little bit. It's lower than I thought. They are saying keep your room temperature between 60 and 67 degrees. Well, that's kind of cool for me. I know living in Florida, but although a lot of people use their air conditioning, I know. But make sure also there's no noise and no light. The light, even if you think it's good to have like your iPad or something, it's not. And if you're using it for an app, make sure it's turned over or covered. Um, And the only noise you would have is like, for example, I'm going to give you a couple of meditations that can help you get to sleep. But you don't want the light of your phone or your iPad 
um, you know, off and out into the room that would wake you up. But when you are going to wake, here's an interesting one. Make sure you do wake yourself to bright light. So either you then open the shades or whatever it is you need to do, but that reestablishes your circadian rhythm. Circadian means daily. So that will reestablish. It's like a reset button for your brain, your entire circadian rhythm. Um, No alcohol or heavy meals two to three hours before bedtime. Make sure you wind down. Now, that's different for everybody on what you do to wind down, but they recommend if showering, a hot shower is best, but definitely wind down. And use your bed for sleep but not work. Don't bring in work and reading and mail and all those things to bed. Make sure that this is where you know this is for sleep only. And keep a sleep diary. Now, this part I really love, the idea of keeping a sleep diary to evaluate your patterns. You know, sometimes you have a feeling like, oh, I don't sleep well. But maybe you're not really tracking it. Maybe on some nights you do and some nights you don't, and you haven't tracked it. So you don't even really know which things are affecting you personally for your sleep. I really like the idea of keeping a sleep diary so that you'll remember. Maybe you're not even sure if you're waking at night or at what time. You know, you should keep a sleep diary for yourself. And if that's too much trouble, there are apps for that. This new one that I like a lot, and I always try these out myself. It's called Sleep uh, Sleep Score, rather. Sleep Score is a sleep tracker, so it actually can detect uh, through your phone when you're sleeping by movement and things like that. And it will also alarm for you if you're needing an alarm. You can use it for that if you want to. So um, some people I know have the Fitbit, and I do, and it will track your sleeping as well as how much time you're in REM sleep. So I've been watching that for myself. Every day it will tell me if I wear the Fitbit during the night how how many hours I slept, how many hours I pulled up into a waking mode, or even minutes rather, and then what proportion of that time I was in the different stages of sleep. So I think it's a it's very informative. It's a great idea to track yourself in some way if you can. And the, that, by the way, that sleep score is free. <clears throat> Dr. Collins, you said several things that I have to question you about. Okay. Uh, you just hit on so many things that I do the opposite, always have. I fall asleep very quickly, but... Oftentimes I read right before I go to bed. What's wrong with that? That's when I love to read right before I go to bed. I read till I'm ready to close my eyes. What on earth is wrong with reading before bedtime? I know a lot of people that do that. No, that's fine. So reading, I just mean don't make the bed where you do your business type of reading, like the mail and stuff like that. But reading actually would be your way of winding down. So that's right. fine. Yeah. Okay, so I wanted to clarify that. Obviously, no heavy meals. That makes total sense. But what about a light meal? Oftentimes, right before I go to bed, I might want milk and a couple of cookies or something like that, very light. What's wrong with that? Is anything wrong with that? No. In fact, um, the recommendations for that, which I looked up elsewhere, are a small snack, As long as you don't have reflux, you know, you don't have to worry about lying down after eating, a small snack. And usually the best recommendation is 
equal parts, so 50-50, some carb and protein. And that's because you don't want your blood sugar to take a rise. Like if you're going to have a little cereal, it's a good idea for it to have some nuts in it as well or for you to make sure you have plenty of the milk as well because you need equal portions fat, I'm sorry, carb to protein so you don't have an elevated blood sugar, then a blood sugar issue during the night. But people sleep well, better Well, one of the sometimes. things I like are those cereals like <laughs> cornflakes, rice krispies. That's what I call a light snack that I enjoy. Do you add a little protein to it, like nuts? Would no, you add some just milk nuts? and milk and, and rice krispies or milk and cornflakes are some of my favorites before bed. All right. It would be better if you had a little protein there. You know why? Those those actually bump up your blood sugar quite a bit, the t- very two you're choosing, you know, especially cornflakes. Okay, what about, uh, you said no noise. I love going to bed with the TV on. I don't like when it's dead silent. So I go to bed, it could be music. I set it to the music channel. It could be a comedy. It's only going to, it's not going to be a murder mystery. It'll either be something that's light and funny or music. What about that? So that's good. Is it on a timer so that you don't have to get up and turn it off? I don't turn it off. I just let it play all night. I've done that <laughs> Your whole life. for decades. Yeah, because I don't like dead silence. When I had pets in the house, I love the patter of little feet, but I don't like the starkness of real unless I'm meditating. You know, um, that's that. Usually, the silent idea is for people who have trouble getting to sleep. But um, I actually am also interested in the idea of some people sleep well with an, an, a competing noise. And that's why we have noise machines, you know, kind of like the swishing sound of the ocean or whatever. Yes. And I haven't seen anyone study um, something like TV or radio at a low enough level where you can sleep through it that it, because I know so many people who do that, and I actually also do it. So not every night, but a lot of times I leave low-level radio on, not music even. I like to talk radio, but I'm not really listening to it, you know. So I yeah, got well, to do a shows search like for that. that. Yeah, with it, where there's just talking and you don't need a visual mm-hmm. on it, like a positive-thinking person uh, right. giving a speech. I think that's good. And the last one, you mentioned all these things, uh, no light. What's wrong with sleep? I don't like us just like I don't like stark quiet. I don't like stark black either in the room. So what do you have like a well you have the TV if you have that on it's giving a lot of light, huh? Yeah, I also have a night light also. Mm-hmm. You know what? Have you ever studied to see if you get in the right cycles of sleep or are the right stages or not? No. No. That would be interesting. Yeah, that would be a very interesting self-study for you to do. Because I am blessed. Once I hit the pillow where I want to go to sleep, I do go right to sleep. Uh-huh. I just wonder if it would affect you remembering your dreams. I don't know, but that oh, would be interesting. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Now that now you're talking is something to look into. Yeah. Uh, uh, folks, if you're finding this show interesting, if you're getting value out of it, let me just share with you, we have great shows each and every day. Uh, we put a lot of time, effort, the right people, the right topics. And here in the wise words of our other health guru, Beverly Nadler, is why you should listen every day. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. 
Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask you to join with us in that endeavor. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. And right under my picture on the upper left of the homepage, if you click on follow, you'll know that every show, every guest, every topic, you'll know uh, when Cindy is speaking. You need not miss her shows. It's every month, but it's a different day every month. It, it's So we do invite you to become a follower, Joyce Barry and Friends.com. Also, if you follow me on Facebook and Twitter under Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, I post the shows on that as well. So do become a follower. We love our loyal listeners and our loyal followers. Uh, Dr. Cindy, as we're starting to wrap up here, my goodness, time flies when you're having fun. What message do you want to give our folks? I would like to give everybody um, a quote by T.S. Eliot that I brought with me today, and that is, every moment is a fresh beginning. And I love that because it takes this entire concept of being refreshed overnight, you know, and every day being a new beginning, to the fact that you have the option to make every moment a new beginning. And I'd like to offer one more quick app called Yoga Wake Up so that your new beginnings will be peaceful. So that's a free app I want everyone to look into called Yoga Wake Up. That's my final. Yoga Waco. I want to mention that you should follow Cindy because with Cindy it is always a wake-up call as well. When are you going to get your own app, Dr. Collins? I need one soon. I think my meditations will be the next app, I believe, the tailored and individualized. If you want to check out uh, Dr. Collins' website, it's creationbalance.com www.creationbalance.com If you want to email her and connect with her that way, creationbalance at yahoo.com Did you want to give your phone number as well? Yes, I'd love to. Call me at 561-376-0084 or also email is creationbalance at yahoo.com I also take text on the first phone as well. 
creationbalance at yahoo.com, email, phone, 561-376-0084, and the website creationbalance.com. And as I said, the most important thing you could do, yes, you could be taking notes. We'll have a very smart notepad, a smart journal. But the question is, when are you going to check out these websites? When are you going to do some of the things that you say, great idea, great idea? The $64,000 question is, if not now, when? Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one worldwide Internet radio show. This poem, an original by U.S. Truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration. What you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration, achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not now, when? So a special thank you, Dr. Collins, another fabulous show, another uh, opportunity for people to really learn, move, and improve their lives. Uh, So I want to say to all of you as well, thank you for listening today. Uh, If you know Dr. Collins personally, or if you're a patient or someone in a support group, I don't have to tell you what a fabulous person she is, a true professional who is really, really good at what she does and how she does it. Folks, go out and make someone happy today. Go out and do a random act of kindness. Pay it forward. Make this day special. As I said, it is the Jewish New Year, new beginnings for Jews. And as Jews, we invite you to have new beginnings in your life. You don't have to be Jewish. So indeed, uh, do take advantage of what you learned today. And every day is a new beginning. Every sunset is an opportunity to reset. And we invite you to laugh along, sing along, and dance along with us, which I will uh, play the Joyce Barry Mash in a moment, right after I share my special prayer for all of you. 
May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles. And I have written that prayer Oh, my goodness, years ago. And it's funny because it's all about new beginnings and make today be the first day of the rest of your life where you can really take advantage of it and get something moving, get something to happen. And we want to get you moving. So laugh along with us, dance along with us, and sing along with us right here, right now to the Joyce Barry Mesh. Thank you, and God bless you. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop, I heard a voice. It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired. By her show, and her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.